Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. Got a special little episode today. It is, listen, it's 17th, and that makes it the day before Father's Day. My son and his beautiful wife, Vanna, and three of our grandkids have just come by the house to wish me a happy Father's Day. And I thought, why not do an interview and talk a little bit of father-son stuff? It kind of makes sense because uh, Shar and I are right in the middle of a two-part uh, episode on what we call our inner circle, which is really all about how do you protect and guard the righteousness, joy, and peace of God in your home life. And uh, so I thought Coleman and Vanna come from a, uh, another generation completely that I am from. I thought they are so busy, I guess like we were during that time in our life, but protecting those things is quite a chore. So Coleman, it's good to have you here, son. How you doing, bub? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad you guys came by. The kids look awesome. You and Vanna look great. You're heading out tomorrow for a week-long camp, right? Yeah, we're going out to Mount Hermon up in Northern California up near Santa Cruz. I was I was talking to your mom. How many years now? This is the third running year? This is the second year that we've gotten. Second go, year. So. Okay. How fun. Well, I'm glad you're here, and thanks for being willing to uh, let me do this uh, something off the cuff like this. I appreciate it, man. Oh, so no problem. just share a little bit about you guys, kind of where you are in life, what you do, so everybody can kind of get a feel for how busy you guys are. Uh, well, first, we're we're in our late 30s. My wife's name is Vanna. Um, I work for the local fire department. I work shift work, mm. um, 48-hour shifts. Uh, we have three kids, uh, 11, 9, and 7, two boys, and then the youngest is a little girl. We've been married for 14 years, got married back in 2009. So my math should be correct on that. Yeah. And we're in the middle of uh, school just ended. So that's a little bit of a break. Summer's here. Yeah. We're, we're in the middle of kids getting ready to get to junior high, uh, sports, tons of sports, um, just, lot, just constant action. Kids got to be and outside. You're, you're and just finishing up your degree. You decided to go back. You've got school for you going on and you're just about done, right? Yeah. My final class ended two days ago. I hope I passed it. And uh, <laughs> if I passed it, then then I'll officially have my bachelor's degree once the piece of paper comes. So uh, with the, the career going and kids in school and sports and everything, you feel like you didn't have enough going on. You decided to go back and get a degree, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it was the best decision. Um, it, it definitely took a lot of time, uh, a lot of money. A lot of effort, uh, but well, we're all, all proud. Of, everybody's proud of you. It's awesome that you did. I tried it and couldn't do it. I, you know, the story. I went back and uh, there was just my kids. Our kids were right about the ages of your kids. And uh, one night heading out to a, that was a math test or something. Night school. I left your your mom puddled up in a bunch of tears because I just been had been gone so much. And I said never again. I, I cannot. When I, I was pastoring a church at the time, I cannot do it all. So for me, there just wasn't room, but I'm really proud of you, son. You've done a great job getting that done. Well, thanks. But that's the the difference. I mean, now I never had to leave a wife, uh, just hopped on the computer and, yeah. and worked a little bit, <laughs> take away at it. And, yeah. You know, I, I'd never had to go to an actual Yeah. We didn't have it. that option. That's yeah. awesome. So the reason I, 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 and just so everybody will know, I called Coleman, I don't know, a couple hours before they were scheduled to come by the house today. And I said, look, let me just interview you, man. This might be fun just to do a Father's Day kind of special episode for everybody. So I really appreciate you being willing to, but it really is timely because we just laid down our last episode was all about 
our inner circle. You've heard me mm-hmm. mention that and teach about that over the years and trying to preserve. If, if two people, a husband and wife, claim the lordship of Jesus in their life, then every expectation should be that where he's Lord, the kingdom is there. And the Bible says uh, in Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom isn't measured by eating and drinking or in common language, not how much money you have in your bank account or how big your house is or the car you drive. Whether the kingdom is in your home or not and operating there, whether Jesus is really Lord, you know this, Cole, is is measured by righteousness and joy and peace there by the Holy Spirit. So uh, it, the big question is, as busy as you guys are, and I know you're, you're, a lot of young people are just as busy as you, it's just the way of life these days, but how in the world and how tough is it to manage those things and manage a busy household and still experience the presence of the Lord there? It's oh, a it, big challenge. It, it's really tough. I think the the hardest thing about it is is that you don't recognize that those things are gone <laughs> quickly. Yeah, you, you it it's drift happens pretty it, quick. It, <laughs> it, you you find yourself you know day by day you slowly can drift without realizing. And you're like, man, we still have I we know. still have joy ish. We still have peace ish, <laughs> and and you don't realize We're better that, than most <laughs> that as as life gets busy, you think you can do it all. You think you can have it all, right. and and you find yourself so far away so quickly that. And it's it's one of the wonderful things. It's usually my wife that's the one that recognizes it, and she's like, "Hey, great! Oh you, yeah, you don't have peace. Yeah, you you don't have joy right now." And and yeah. and it's something that I, it's so quick to drift far away. Yeah, and it's a just a daily kind of yeah. decision to focus on yeah the chaos of the world as a, as opposed to really dive into to the Lord's truths. I know for your mom and I we're from a completely di- different generation that you, w- the challenges that we faced, I don't think are, are as daunting as the challenges that you guys face, to be honest with you. But, and we, we knew what we had to navigate to protect our inner circle from all the challenges, uh, whether that's busyness or other people invading that circle, money issues, intimacy issues, whatever it is, but keeping that inner circle filled with the righteousness, joy, and peace of God. But from another generation, what do you see in today? What are the what are the greatest challenges that your generation, young people in their mid late twenties, all the way up to 40, 45, right in that busiest time of life, multiple children, careers going? What are the challenges you guys are facing? You know, I, I think some of the biggest differences that I, as you kind of sent me this, and I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. I would think that the the people that would try and have input in your life mm-hmm. as, as in your generation was probably your parents yeah. and some of your closest friends. Yeah. And, and sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it can be bad right. is their influence into your inner circle. Now society, every, every single person, whether it is the government, whether it is mm. uh, social media, they have a very, very clear vision and direction of how your family should be. Wow. And, and there's a constant attack there's from the school systems and and we absolutely mm. love our school that we go to, but yeah, overall the, I know. Yeah. Every, not everybody is blessed to have a district like that. Yes. And every entity has, they, they feel that they have the authority to speak into your family, not, and that's the big thing is that it's your family. It's, wow. it's nothing else. And, and you can get so quickly distracted 
and and afraid to lead it strongly and to re- lead it rightly because everywhere you turn they're saying this is how you need to raise a family this is what you need to do or this is what you don't need to do either by or law or by opinion yes. the the court of public opinion yeah. and and that's just such a consistent uh frankly attack yeah you and van have been married how many years now 14 years yeah so by now let me just ask the question straight up and i, I didn't uh preempt you with this question but let me ask it anyway I know for us looking just over time, we've been married 46 years, your mom and I, and the challenges have changed, but the, what we've really seen change is just the battle. It is more fierce. It seems Mm -hmm. that, that the assault on marriage particularly, but marriage and family is, has grown and you it's everywhere. And now we're fighting for our life. It feels like By, by fighting, I mean, to preserve God's design, to have a marriage that reflects a designer, mm-hmm. that God designed it for his glory, for our highest good. Being a man should look like this. Being a woman should look like the home should look like this with righteousness, joy, and peace there. But the battle seems to have gotten more and more ferocious uh, as time's gone on. Do you find that in, in your 14 years of, did you say 13 or 14? 14. 14. It, it, have you seen it getting just the battle raging more and more? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's every year. And one of the f- early on, we, we got off of all social media. Um, oh, did you? And, and that was a wonderful decision that, uh, my wife actually spurned, um, yeah. she, or, or spearheaded. Yeah. She initially was the one that said, we need to just get off of all this stuff. And, um, and it was great. It was, it was a lot of wow. clarity in that moment. And, and, continuing to be off of that and out of that realm has really slowed that down a little bit. But, um, overall it's, it's still very much there. So that's how you guys met. Let's just say that challenge, right. For peace in your home and and those kind of things is that, do you feel like, uh, um, social media is a challenge that young couples just have to face. They've got to deal with it. Not that everyone would deal the same way as you guys have, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's unavoidable. They have to, talk about it, deal with it, right? There, there's got to be a good plan. How, yeah. However, it's going to be in each of your lives, uh, whether it's together or individually, it, 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 you, everybody has to be on the same page and everybody right. has to be comfortable. There has right. to be almost a, 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 a spit in the hand and, and this is how we are going to navigate this path and and a clear, really a clear set of rules yeah. on on in the same way of who we talk to, who we allow into our lives. Yeah, just your social you, life you, No in matter general. what, you know, it's... Yeah. it's it, my wife would never let me go out and have lunch with another female and yeah. that's completely acceptable and that's sure. completely normal. Right. And yet a lot of people may not have that rule on, I I'm not going to contact right. uh, uh, so, uh, a member of the opposite sex on social media and, right. and to them without that actual expectation. And I'm sure you'll go into expectation and disappointment sure, at some right. point, but um, <laughs> many of the tools that we've learned from yeah. you guys, um, Without that agreement, you you have to have something to go back on to have like, this is how we do that. And so when there is an offense that it's, it's a clear offense and an understanding. Yeah. Have you guys missed it? There's been a a number of things over the years that your mom and I have chucked out of our life to options that Mm -hmm. we just feel like, okay, this or that. And I, and I I won't go into them, but different things that are optional, uh, not, they're not good, bad, evil in themselves, but they just, you gotta, you, you gotta make decisions about them from what movies we watch yeah. to uh, issues regarding social drinking or, mm-hmm. you know, all that 
when you when you jettison social media out of your guy's life, do, do you miss it at all? Or is it like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie there. There's a lot of entertainment in it. You know, there's a lot of mindless entertainment in it. And, um, and, and even to the point where friends have been uh, slowly drifting apart a little bit, uh, those yeah. types of things. I, I, my uh, high school reunion came and passed and I never you got an invitation. I had no clue that it was. And, um, and it was something that we probably would have loved to go to had right. we known about it. And, and oh, so yeah. there's a lot of that stuff where it's just, it feels at times the world goes on without you. And yeah. that's, that's also a, a particular challenge of having a spouse in shift work where right. it's the same kind of feeling that, right. that uh, it's an inconsistent schedule. And you guys have seen the battle of yeah. that. Oh, it, yeah. is that it feels like life goes on without us many yeah. times. Um, so without social media, that does, that feeling is there. And yeah, we do miss that to a point. Your, your shift is uh, two days on, two days off, right? So you're yeah. gone 48 hours at a time, at least if you're not on a strike team on a fire, which can be up to 20 days or so. Yeah. So talk just real quickly. I, I'm, shift work is not uncommon these mm -hmm. days. Uh, a lot of guys do it. A lot of women do it too. So what are some of the things that you guys have had to do or learn to face down that challenge and to overcome just scheduling issues? Um, I mean, part of it is that I, when I go to work, I go into work mode and it's yeah. easy for me to um, almost, in, in, not even necessarily in a negative way, uh, a buddy of mine uh, that I work with, we're talking about this mm. just the other day. It, it's really easy to almost have two lives, to mm. have a station life and the guys that I work with there and we go about our life and, it, and yeah. it's almost... Um, Sadly, it, the, the natural instinct is that family can even be put on the back burner while we're there. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we go home and we're a part of the family and, but there's a lot of, you, you kind of easily take one hat off and mm. then put on another hat. And, and so there's, there's a lot of times where I have to be very intentional in making sure that I'm staying plugged in with the family when I'm gone and having consistent contact with Vanna yeah. and the kids and spending time with them, even finding ways to send them videos or little yeah. things like that when I'm gone. Well, you used a big word there, intentionality. I mean, that's half the battle, isn't it? Is it's just not floating along with the flow of things, but actually being intentional. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, we've just, your mom and I have learned that if, if we'll be intentional about our inner circle and protecting it together and keeping the righteousness, joy and peace of God there and making the adjustments in life that we need to, that, uh, that it happens and we, we, we do it, we're on it. Right. But, but without intentionality, I could see us just again, floating along, drift happening mm -hmm. so slowly, kind of a slow erosion, uh, can, can happen. So intentionality plays such a, a big part. So how big of a place does d the disciplines of, of just like family prayer or family worship together or, or just family conversations. I know when you look back at our life, your mom and I made a conscious decision, talk about intentionality, but it was intentional. We, we went out at one point and bought $150 worth of board games, Yahtzee and different <laughs> things, because we, we, we found that, that when you've got teenage, as an example, uh, your oldest Ronan is now what? 11. 11. Okay. So you're getting there Yeah, with teenagers the communication slows down. They're not so forthcoming. Yeah. Right. And so we had to find a way to keep the channels of communication open. And we did that through games. We'd be playing, you know, uh, cards one minute or monopoly one minute and Sorry. next minute. <laughs> yeah. 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 He crushed me at everything. No mercy. But the next minute we're actually talking about what's going on at school. So the game would stop. Mm -hmm. And, 
we didn't have to probe. We weren't invading. It just would happen kind of naturally, right? Yeah. So between family worship or family praying together or communicating together, um, how big of a place do those things have in keeping peace in the home and the joy of the Lord in the home? I, I think they they have a huge place, and and especially to do it in a particular way. I, I think like when I look back at my childhood, um, the way you guys raised it, it's I don't remember very specific like, mm-hmm. hey, now we are going to pray together. We're yeah. all going to hold hands. Let's let's sit around right. and we're going to pray, and then we're going to sing these four worship An songs. Alarm goes off, seven um, o'clock. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, it, 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 there was never anything like that. It was always like right. you said around games and and around those times. And right. and I think the biggest thing is going back to that intentionality. Just what you said is, is that seeking out every opportunity to find moments to speak into, right. to find those opportunities to, to, to talk about biblical truths, to talk about um, just the struggles right. of life and, and sharing things and, and praying through problems and, and having wisdom in those moments and right. not necessarily drawing a map and doing these certain things, but right. instead saying, Lord, whatever time we use, we're, we're going to be specific in having time Yeah, in whatever it is playing games. That's we do. We play yeah. games all the time. Every yeah. opportunity I get, we're going to either throw a football around or right. play a board game or a card game. And right on. And I just seek out opportunities to talk to them yeah. just to, just to treat them like the little humans yep. they are right. and, and just share thoughts and beliefs and, and who the Lord is in our lives and, and how that looks both the, the good and the bad working through the, the issues of this world. So what about like Bible reading, prayer time, stuff like that? Like kind of, how do you go about that? So uh, one of the things that we do uh, most often right now is there's a little, um, we, we've found a little Bible that is, it's got, pictures and and it tells stories really easily with the kids. And and the big thing is not just having those biblical stories, but the way that the actual reading of that Bible, and we, we try and do it at least once a week is sit down, have breakfast. Um, another big thing is having um, meals as a family sitting down. That's a great way to open up conversation, but we sit down, we We'll have breakfast together. We'll read through this little Bible and, and you know, the, the story in the Bible may cover Esther and it'll be five or 10 minutes tops, but the conversation that then leads into the, the story of Esther and how that then looks into our life and, and going back to all the teachings that I remember going through with, with you was, was the, so what now, how does this look in our life? Yeah. How do we make this message of thousands of years ago look relevant yeah. into our kids' lives and into our lives? Yeah. So having those that time to just spend and and That's read cool. and, and commit to that and and surely you you see slowly you see their desire and their heart to to start learning more biblical truths and, yeah. and see who the Lord was then because it it does, they do start seeing how that reflects them now. Right. Awesome. I know we were big on traditions, not not just the yearly stuff, but just small traditions that were kind of natural for our family. I know you and Vanny lo- Vanna love some traditions. What do you guys do? Just share that. How important are traditions uh, when it comes to building a godly household? So I, I think some of the biggest traditions uh, for, for us that we found are the traditions that revolve um, around Vanna and I getting time together. Mm-hmm. is is whatever that is it's our our one of our valentine's day traditions is that we each get 20 bucks we go to uh target or walmart 
and we on Valentine's Day we split up. We go and you have twenty dollars and thirty minutes. Go find to a gift, and, and then we and then we laugh to uh, of like, okay, I, I, it's it's funny to see people's thought process and yeah. and going through that and just spending little time together. Yeah, uh, we do a lot of what we call late night date nights where. Uh, we kick the kids to bed early. We um, we'll go buy some food and we'll we'll cook for each other and we'll, oh, we'll sit cool. down. We'll we'll just hang out and talk and catch up and and have a little date at home. And um and, and we're also really open and honest with the kids about that moment. Like that that's our time together. That's yeah. And I think exemplifying. So you communicate with them about that. They 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 get what's going on. Oh there. yeah, they they know really clearly that um that as mom and dad go. Yeah. So goes the family. Yeah, right we're going to make sure that we are right and that we are good together. That, right. that our our family doesn't revolve around their lives. It revolves around mine and Vanna's life first. Yeah. And and when that is solid, when that is good, everything's going to go so much smoother. It's so cool. We uh, as we we'll start to wrap this up now, but I was just reading in the Psalms uh here today just with Father's Day coming tomorrow. Uh the psalmist writes at one point, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. That's what you're doing in those times where you sit with the kids, you get an open Bible and you talk about how good the Lord is. That's what one generation does. So it hands down a, a view of the nature of God, the goodness of the Lord. Uh, another Psalm in Psalm 44, one says, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in days of old. You know, we always used to talk to you guys just about, again, how good the Lord is and how he's come through so many different ways in our life. I know that you and Vanna are very open about your walk with Jesus, with your kids and and the goodness of the Lord. And that's just so awesome. Okay, so let's wrap it up with one more question here. Uh, some young guy, early 20s or late 20s maybe, uh, wife, pregnant with their first child comes to you and asks you advice about fatherhood. What do you tell him? I, I would say, look at the example that, that our father gave us. Um, I, I had a, a wonderful example from you, from my dad on, oh, on this come on, earth. I'll give you 20 minutes to stop that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the big example is, is from the Lord, it yeah, is, right is right. from the Bible and knowing his heart. And, and he's really laid it out really clearly how we are to um, firmly, but in love, raise our children. Mm -hmm. And and looking to that example, there's no there's no real perfect example, obviously, on this earth. Sure. You may have a great example of what to do from your dad or yeah. or a great example of what not to do from yeah, your dad. Right, right. But if you if you build it only off of that, right, then then you are going to fail. Yeah. And and ultimately you are going to fail. Yeah. There's there's you're going to come up short in your children's lives, but, but following mm -hmm. the Lord's example through it and, and understanding where his heart was and what he's massaging into you and yeah. how he massages it into you yeah. is, is the same way that we're supposed to be doing with our children. Right. It's, it's no different. That relationship is, um, really no different. And, and it's the perfect example of that. And I think I remember talking to you really early on about your childhood and, and mm -hmm. the, the, um, the lack of that. Yeah. to a point yeah. and 
and you were like I, a I always, single parent home yeah. raised by my mom. And and I had always asked like how did how did you do as well as you did? And you said, well, I had a great example in the Lord. And mm-hmm. one, once I learned who the Lord was, and and I gave my life to Christ, and and I yeah. started seeing that example. It didn't matter what example I did or didn't get from my own dad, right? Because I had that example in the Lord. Oh, it's so and I true. Think that's the that's really the key is just seeking out that. So true. Amen. Well, this verse will be shared churches all over the place tomorrow. Uh, Proverbs seventeen six. Grandchildren are the crown of old men, right? And and you've given me three grand. I have ten total now. Uh, nine and and one that's being fostered, and they truly are a crown to me. But then it goes on to say, and the glory of sons is their father. That's pretty exciting. That's the that that's to say that you're going to be the glory of Ronan and Grant and Colby Joy's life as a dad. You're doing a fantastic job, son. I love you so much. Thanks for doing this with me and and on such a whim without much notice. I appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, happy Father's Day, dad. I've I've really genuinely enjoyed these 37 years with you and you've you've done a wonderful job and um I I I'm excited to see this. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. Well, uh, gang, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, We'll get right back to the second part of guarding your inner circle in the next episode. Uh, Again, Cole, thanks for coming in. Gang, thanks for listening. God bless y'all. Until next time, remember your marriage matters. Bye-bye.